0: everyone welcome back to pretending with dice as always i'm your host and game master aj uh, before we get into today's episode i just want to start with a quick thank you for the uh, great responses that we've had from you all uh, to the premiere episode of frontier uh, it really does mean a lot and uh, we hope you'll all uh, stick with us for the duration of the story uh, we're having so much fun playing star trek adventures and oh uh, well, yeah it's made all the better for having you lot along with the ride along for the ride with us uh, so yeah thanks so much Uh, No other real announcements to share right now with you guys, so uh, let's recap what happened last time. We met the crew of the USS Tenzing as they returned to Earth at the end of a year-long voyage in the Beta Quadrant. Uh, Long overdue a refit, the visit promised to be a time of both relaxation for the crew uh, as well as changes, uh, with the retirement of the ship's chief medical officer and the transfer of its chief of security, Uh, Lieutenant Murphy, promoted at last to Lieutenant Commander to fill that particular vacancy. The ship was not docked long, however, before an urgent alert message was received from Starfleet Command that Borg ships had been detected on a course for Earth. Uh, All nearby starships scrambled to form a defence fleet, uh, the Tenzing among them, and intercepted a massive Borg sphere as it exited from a transwarp conduit. Things seemed dire, uh, but help came from an unexpected place as the USS Voyager also emerged from the conduit, destroying the sphere with uh, unknown weaponry and returning at last from the Delta Quadrant after seven long years. Uh, That's where we left off, Um, so without any further ado, let's get into today's episode of Frontier. 7. It has been two weeks since the dramatic events of the USS Voyagers returned from the Delta Quadrant, as well as our own return to Earth from less far-flung stars. With all of the whirlwind of celebrations and receptions thrown for them, uh, I was only able to briefly speak with Captain Janeway, but for my short talk, it seems like they went through one hell of a journey to get back here. I'm sure the reports will make for some fascinating reading, once the crew has been fully rested and debriefed, of course. As for my crew, they've been enjoying their own rest, while the Tenzing undergoes upgrades and refits here in Space Dock. Preparations are nearly complete for what promises to be a fascinating voyage. In fact, I'm told by Commander Talin that the last of our new arrivals and crew transfers are to be expected today, including our new Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Irela. The work on the ship will soon be complete though, and I look forward to finally heading back out there, into the unknown. All right, so it has been two weeks since the Tensing and the Voyagers uh, returns to Earth, and uh, you have all been on shore leave uh, for those two weeks. Tell me, how did each of you spend your time off?
1: Um, Lyra has went and visited her grandparents and spent some time with them on their ranch. She's been on there Mm -hmm. enjoying spending time with them and is celebrating her promotion with them. Uh, and uh, and eager to get back back at it.
2: Awesome, Johnny. What's Johnny been doing after demodulating all those phases? Um, <laughs> you he needed to be set back to the regular setting. <laughs> yeah, I can hear the resentment in your voice. <laughs> uh, I thought of it for myself. In fairness,
1: <laughs> I- I love, made you appreciate your time away even more.
2: Exactly. He's he's um, he's gone and visited famous landmarks, done a kind of tour of duty, almost, of looking at full tourists' like, yeah, experience. The, the history of Starfleet and kind of like the path towards the Galactic Federation and just sort of visiting all the places. Um, but for, for a little bit of entertainment and for his own training, uh, he took a trip to Brazil and got his ass thoroughly handed to him a few times, (laughs) but learned a few things in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that he didn't already know. And, uh, yeah, that's how he spent his time. Yeah, I don't think we need to do any rolls for that. I think it's just fun if he got beaten up a bit. In two weeks! (laughs) (laughs) Well, he he could spend one week. I mean, we're looking at a situation where transporters and travel are really quite quick. So, like, getting between locations, going to Brazil is, like, it's not the same as... Right now, where it, yeah, it's whatever, yeah. Do that in an afternoon. Just travel between locations. Yeah, you like just you
1: yeah
2: know,
0: transport over. Okay, so yeah, you, you you've you you've not really relaxed. Then you've just kind of taken the opportunity to you've gone for a, a relaxing Johnny style. Yeah, Johnny style, which is to go and like <laughs> go and get into go and expand your security training. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Ray, you um, you put together your Andes expedition. I certainly did. Again, I'm not going to make you roll for shore leave stuff, but because <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that would be really harsh if you got, like some, you got yeah, seriously injured again. on a,
3: Yeah, sure again. Leaves. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, so Sabin has uh, taken the bulk of his shore leave, he's met with uh, some friends that are living on Earth. And he's gone to uh, Colombia, and he's hiked up uh, the Nevado del Juila, which is a, now in the time of this story, uh, an extinct volcano mm-hmm. in the Andes. And this is actually the same one that he died on previously in uh, another
0: life. Is a mixed emotions, a ambivalent trip, or was it a... Uh... Triumphant! I did it this time.
3: It's a kind of "I did it this time." Uh, the mistake that um, Ray made the previous time was that uh, he didn't take any of uh, any anti-grav boots to help with the ascent. Uh, he miscalculated a ledge grab, slipped, fell about thirty-five feet, and um, yeah, shattered several uh, key bones in uh, the body that he was inhabiting. Yeah, that'll do it indeed Um, but now he he spends about a week and a half um, making the journey up and then back down and then returns to the San Francisco area near Starfleet headquarters and just uh, spends the rest of his time relaxing feeling that he's actually accomplished something that he failed to do at the start of his existence and is now looking towards um, other newer and other things he can now put that behind him he's done it and he's conquered it
0: hmm Alright, interesting choices all around then, I think. So, while you've all been off uh, enjoying some much needed relaxation, uh, <laughs> however, each of you define that, I guess, <laughs> uh, the ship itself has been undergoing a variety of upgrades to its systems. Uh, the Nebula class isn't really new anymore, and uh, many changes have been made to bring the Tenzing up to sort of more modern specifications. Uh, I won't go through everything right now, uh, but some of the highlights uh, include a major upgrade uh, to the ship's sensor suite, uh, the installation of an emergency medical hologram system, and several new Type 9 shuttlecraft to replace some of the aging, outdated shuttle pods that have basically been with the Tenzing since its commission. As I said, I I won't go through everything now, but uh, suffice to say, uh, with all the upgrades and stuff, the, uh, the ship feels almost new again. So, Dr Irela. you are aboard one of the USS Korolev's shuttlecraft, which has just dropped out of warp and is inbound to Starbase-1 and your new posting aboard the USS Tenzing for the first time. Your new position of Chief Medical Officer is uh, kind of a big step up for you, uh, having previously served aboard the Korolev, uh, itself a much smaller ship than the Tenzing, uh, as a junior doctor for the past few years. Uh, well, what are you thinking? What, what are you feeling as you begin your approach uh, to the Tenzing?
4: Travelling to the ship? Um, a and Urila is feeling quite nervous. Mm-hmm. And they would be feeling a lot more excited if, you know, there hadn't just been a Borg a ship <laughs> randomly over Earth not so long before. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's okay, she can, she can do this. Hmm. Dealing with people is her speciality, after all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, sat, uh, I guess you sat up front in the shuttle then?
4: Yeah.
0: Right. So, as the shuttle's pilot guides your vessel uh, towards the cluster of dry dock enclosures that form part of the Starbase One complex, uh, you are treated to a fantastic view of the ship, which will be your new home uh, for the foreseeable future. From your pilot, uh, your empathic senses detect a slight feeling of awe as he brings the shuttle in on a wide loop around the Tenzing, uh, affording you a rare complete view of the outside of a ship. uh, Something not always um, sort of afforded, where the convenience of transporters means that more often than not, crews simply sort of step from one room to another when uh, leaving their ships. Uh, now that you're closer up, the huge scale of the tending is, is much clearer to you, uh, as you can make out viewports uh, ringing the ship's uh, wide saucer section, and catch a fleeting glimpse of movement within. Um Occasionally, uh, bright flashes of sparks on the ship's exterior show where some last-minute engineering work is uh, clearly still taking place, and uh, the pilot at last brings your shuttle in on final approach uh, to the cavernous main shuttle bay on the rear of the Tenzing saucer section, uh, flying in under the building-sized sensor pylon uh, which rises from the rear of the ship's superstructure. You feel a slight rumble as the uh, shuttle passes through the hangar's magnetic atmosphere shield into the interior of the bay itself, uh, suddenly surrounded by air instead of vacuum. And slowing to a smooth halt, uh, the pilot sets down on the hangar deck. Alright, here we are. Uh, Good luck in your new posting, Doctor. Uh, We'll all be missing you on the Korolev.
4: Thank you. And smiles at him.
0: He smiles back and goes to doing sort of post-flight checks on the the board as the the rear door of the the shuttle uh, sort of hinges downwards. The whole back basically opens on, the, on these things so uh, as you step out of the shuttlecraft you can see waiting for you uh, with the customary <laughs> neutral expression on her face that you've come to expect from Vulcans uh, is an officer with the rank pips of a commander on her collar uh, she is holding a data pad and uh, looking to you expectantly
4: Irila walks towards the Vulcan mm-hmm. and holds out her hand um, in greeting hello I'm commander Irila.
0: The uh, Vulcan, she, she, she sort of regards it for it's only a fraction of a second. You wouldn't pick it up normally, but um, it, you know, you, Vulcans are a little stiff when it comes to, <laughs> especially certain expressions of greeting and things. But she does uh, shake your hand. Says, "Welcome aboard, Commander. I am Commander Talin first officer of the USS Tensing."
4: Thank you, Commander.
0: She waves over a couple of the uh, ship's crew who step aboard the shuttlecraft to offload your personal belongings and any gear which you might have brought with you from the Korolev. Crewman Idir and Crewman Purdington will ensure that your effects are conveyed to where they need to be. I would be happy to escort you to your quarters in the meantime, Doctor, unless you would rather go straight to sickbay, that is.
4: I think sickbay would be fine for now, thank you.
0: Very well. If you'll follow me... She gestures towards a nearby turbo lift, and as the two of you walk away from the shuttle, you note her officiously making a couple of quick notes on her datapad. Uh, although you can't really see what she's writing. Stepping aboard, the turbo lift doors close behind you, and the uh, the busy uh, working area of the shuttle bay is left behind. Deck twelve. The turbo lift uh, begins to move, and uh, Commander Talin uh, stands in silence for a few seconds, uh, reading from her datapad. Uh, you don't really need your empathic senses to guess that she's probably not big on small talk, uh, although she soon turns back to you. This will be your first time working on a ship of this size, I believe, Doctor.
4: Yes, that is correct, Commander.
0: How did you find your time on the USS Korolev? My own experience of that class of starship is limited.
4: I enjoyed my time there. There was a great working relationship between the medical staff, and Iriela kind of tries to suppress a grin slightly, um, not really wanting to force lots of emotional um, expressions onto Mm. the clearly well-regulated Vulcan.
0: (laughs) I am glad to hear it. Our medical staff here aboard the Tenzing enjoyed a comfortable working relationship with our previous chief medical officer, Dr. Callis. I believe that such familiarity was beneficial to their work.
4: I look forward to meeting them.
0: She inclines her head in a a sort of type of nod that you've seen many Vulcans kind of affect previously, that you've kind of come to know generally indicates sort of meaning of kind of good. We've covered all the points I wish to make. Okay, then.
4: (laughs) Yes. That's fine. Yeah. End of conversation.
0: <laughs> hmm. um, the uh, the TurboLift ride comes to an end. Uh, the doors open, and you find yourself in a wide corridor facing the main entrance to the ship's sick bay. Uh, Commander Talin wastes no time in leading you inside, and you find yourself in a wide, expansive room. Uh, the main ward uh, itself, much larger than the entire sick bay aboard the Korolev, uh, with multiple doors leading off of it into various specialized treatment rooms, isolation wards, surgical suites, and other offices. Uh, you knew coming here it was going to be a big facility, uh, but now you're in the room, uh, the size of it really kind of <laughs> hits home um, for you. Glancing around, you can see that it's it's pretty quiet in here right now. Uh, the treatment beds are all empty, as far as you can see, although there are still uh, some medical staff in attendance uh, who look around as you enter. Commander Talin uh, gestures into the room slightly. I'm sure you will wish to get acquainted with the facilities, Doctor. I will leave you in the capable hands of your staff. I believe it would be prudent to check in with the captain at your convenience also.
4: Thank you, Commander. I'm sure I will see you around.
0: She nods and uh, and leaves you in the sick bay. The pair who were in the room when you entered come over: a human woman and a saurian. Uh, the human extends a hand to you. Good morning, Doctor. Uh, welcome to sick bay. I'm Lieutenant Haru. Uh, I'll be one of your junior doctors. Uh, looking forward to working with you.
4: It's good to meet you, Lieutenant. And Urua looks towards the second member of staff
0: you uh the second um individual in front of you has uh the rank of ensign on their collar it's a uh saurian which uh, they're kind of like lizard people and they introduce themselves uh good day doctor i am nurse tack looking forward to assisting in any uh capacity i can
4: i look forward to working with you too ensign
0: they kind of gesture around and say, well um as you can see it's a bit of a quiet morning but uh most of the crew is still uh making their way back from uh shore leave on earth so uh I'm sure we'll be back up to our usual uh, level of small injuries and uh, sniffles.
4: Yes, of course. So how busy are y- do you tend to be in here?
0: Haru sort of half shrugs, uh, but no, not really like a dismissive way, more of a sort of like a, well, you know, sort of shrug. Um... Depending on the mission, uh, the crew complement can be anything up to 800. Uh, I believe we're set to have around 750 on this next voyage. Uh, So we're usually seeing a few people every day. Um, Run-of-the-mill things, accidents, mild infections and such. Uh, General practice work, uh, you could say. Uh, Obviously, things can get a bit more frantic once the ship is underway and running into, well, uh, whatever is out there. I like to think we're prepared for just about anything, though.
4: Excellent. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, I would like to head to my quarters just now and i will see you both and other staff at the start of i want to say like next shift
0: something yeah it will probably work. be like tomorrow sort of thing yeah like in the morning yeah i didn't really go into it in my head i've been thinking that the ship has like a three shift kind of rotation sort of thing so like mm-hmm. eight hours shifts Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody's got sixteen hours a day off, basically. Yeah. If we say this is the start of the morning shift, basically, you you kind of arrive like an hour into the morning shift. So you're you're basically saying I'm going to be on more. You know, I'll be on the eight am start, sort of thing. Yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like quarters. Um, I'm sure I will see you at the start of the day tomorrow. Um, if not before.
0: Yeah, they sort of not sort of both of them kind of. Nod um, smiling, Well, oh, yes, uh, looking forward to it, Doctor. You find yourself back in the corridor with no sign of um, the Vulcan Commander, but not really any idea of where you're going either.
4: Hmm. Irula thinks to herself, this isn't completely ideal.
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a different layout on the ship to um, your previous posting.
4: Maybe I should go see the captain
0: just snack. Can do if you want, yeah.
4: It means she's not going to be running around trying to find someone to go uh <laughs> where do where i live <laughs>
0: yeah
4: so in the interests of looking even remotely competent <laughs> at her new promotion
0: <laughs> you don't want to get lost on your first day
4: yeah pretty much
0: yeah <laughs> okay so it's it's simple enough to find a turbo left because she came in one and uh yes you would guess maybe the captain is on the bridge, but um I mean it's a good good starting point really or the, you know at the very least somebody on the bridge would be able to direct you to um where you need to go. Um Can
4: the computer tell me? Uh yeah, the
0: computer can tell you. Yes. You also have a communication badge as well so you can just make direct calls.
4: Okay. Feels very awkward to make a direct call to the captain as your first meeting, but mm. <laughs> Oh well, I'm sure it will be fine. Touches her combat. Commander Urela to Captain Collins.
0: Collins here. Good to hear from you, Commander. Uh, I take it you're aboard the Tenzing now, then. Uh, I sent Commander to Lynn to meet you in the shuttle bay. Uh, I trust she was able to get you settled in properly?
4: Yes, sir. The commander very kindly showed me to sick bay. She also said that you would like to meet me?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing to worry about. Nothing formal or anything. Uh, I just thought as your uh, newest member of my senior staff, we ought to meet up before the ship gets underway. Yes, of course. I feel like, I feel like as well, this wouldn't be the first time you're talking to him, but maybe you, you haven't met him in person kind of thing. Yeah. You would have talked to him sort of as before, before traveling over here, you know?
4: Yeah. Well,
0: uh, I'm in my ready room at the moment, if now's a good time, or if not, uh, perhaps later in the officer's lounge or maybe in 10 forward
4: pauses for a second I'll come meet you just now
0: thank you all right well I'll, uh, I'll see you shortly Collins out so uh, thankfully it's very easy to find the bridge and the captain's ready room they're both on deck one of the Tenzing uh, it's a short lift ride for you and the doors open directly onto the bridge Stepping out, you can see that currently um, sitting in the uh, the captain's chair is a female officer in uh, yellow operations uniform. Looks to be Bajoran. And uh, yeah, Murphy, this is you. And you hear the doors to the turbo lift open.
1: I'm going to glance over and then realise that it's our new medical officer and stand. Dr. Avila, I assume. Yes, Lieutenant Commander and
4: murphy murphy it's a pleasure to meet you how was
1: your journey here uneventful very quiet good good uh who else who else is on, on the bridge
0: Uh, It's uh, it's still a little quiet Uh, The ship's still in dry dock So you're you're still kind of at like a skeleton bridge crew level Um, There's an ensign at the communications console Another one at the helm uh, Although they're not really doing much Other than sort of monitoring systems and whatnot Uh, There's a two person engineering crew Working in one corner They've got a panel off the wall They're messing with some stuff (laughs) You're pretty much just leaving them to it though
1: Um, I'm afraid we're There's not really many of us around at the moment Um, How are you finding it? big.
4: <laughs> this is my first deployment on this size, uh, this class ship. Ah, uh, you'll soon understand our quirks. I'm sure I will. And Irela looks round and smiles at each of the crew members that she can see. If you'll excuse me, I need to have a word with the captain.
0: So, yeah, the captain's ready room is just off the side of the bridge. Um, easily found.
4: I should probably press the bell rather than just walk in.
0: Okay, so you press the bell, second night you hear, come in. The doors open and uh, stepping in you can see the captain is in there, he's behind his desk uh, which has got a few data pads spread across it a bit sort of haphazardly. Uh, <laughs> he's got what looks like a cup of coffee in his hand uh, which he puts down as he uh, rises to greet you. Ah, Doctor, good to finally meet you, uh, welcome.
4: Good morning, Captain.
0: Glad you could finally join us here. Uh, We've been uh, without a CMO since we put in at Earth. Uh, If you're half as good as Captain Hunter says you are, you'll be the perfect addition to the crew. Uh, I look forward to working together.
4: Thank you, Captain. The medical staff I've met so far certainly seem to be very competent.
0: Yes, uh, Dr. Callis was always glowing in her evaluations of them, and I'm told they all work well together as a team. Uh, I'm hoping we can uh, keep that close-knit atmosphere going moving forward. There's a brief chime... One of the data pads uh, on his desk, which he, he quickly glances at. Uh, another engineering request. I better deal with this. Sorry to cut this short, Doctor. It's, uh, it's always a little busy at this point in a refit. You'll be happy to hear all the sickbay upgrades we completed last week, by the way. Uh, hopefully, you'll find them useful.
4: I'm sure I will. Uh, I will be starting work first thing tomorrow.
0: Mm, glad to hear it. Uh, well, take all the time you need to get settled in, though. Uh, we're not going anywhere just yet. Speaking of getting settled in, uh, has anyone given you a proper tour of the ship yet?
4: No, not yet. I thought it best to check out uh, the medical facilities and meet yourself.
0: Or... Well, that's uh, very professional of you. Uh, let me sort out someone to show you around. Uh, we wouldn't want you getting lost on your first day, would we? <laughs> <laughs> no. He walks to the door and uh, opens it, leans out. Commander Murphy. Sir. I, uh, I need someone to uh, show the doctor around. Uh, can you organize that for me?
1: Um yeah, yes of course, sir. Of course, of course.
0: Glad to hear it. I'll leave you in the commander's capable hands then, Doctor.
4: Yes, thank you, Captain. Till next time.
0: I'll see you later.
4: Arena smiles and steps back out into the bridge.
1: Murphy to Connard. Sir Can you come up here to the bridge, please? I've got a task for you.
2: Hi, sir.
0: So yeah, Johnny, you were you're in your your quarters there, which is a, uh, a shared quarters between you and another ensign. You for the last two weeks have had the room to yourself. There's been a few staffing changes on on board, um, other than Doctor Callis's retirement and um, the transfer of uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Grant um, away. You haven't yet had word yet as to who you are going to be uh, sharing your room with, but um, who knows? That might that might. Um... Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but he's got some trepidation. Obviously, there's mm. thoughts of who it's going to be, but he's he's positive. He's he's ready to greet this person and try and make it right. Mm. Good first impressions and everything. Yes. Um. So that that's where you're at, basically, when you receive this call from Murphy. Okay. Um. So am, am I prepared for work? I, um, is this? Yeah, like, I would uh, imagine I'm on, I'm on shift. But I'm in my room.
0: Maybe you uh you've maybe you've just finished. Like, it's not like you were getting ready to go to bed or anything. You've kind of... But maybe this isn't, like, a sort of... You know, this isn't a security job, really. This is just Murphy thinking, Oh, you know, I need someone to do this. Johnny seems to, like... Starfleet stuff.
2: (laughs) 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 It'll be a good welcome wagon. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cool. Um, Okay, so right, he's he was just about to probably sit down and maybe do a little bit of meditating and just chill out after work, Um, but he's he's being called to the bridge. So this is interesting. He's kind of hopping up and off he goes um, up to the bridge. So yeah, he'll leave the turbo lift and join them
0: okay yeah short uh turbo lift trip from uh, your quarters on deck nine up to the bridge
2: um oh, lieutenant commander murphy um how can i help
1: Connart, i'd like to introduce our new medical officer
2: oh hello and uh, he reaches out a hand to shake
4: Irela takes his hand and shakes warmly
2: he smiles and uh yeah turns back to Murphy. oh so so how can i help with the uh, the doctor here
1: I was wondering if you could help escort the the Doctor here around the ship. Give her a tour, so to speak. Help her find her way around.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? I was just finishing up for the day, and uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, okay, Doctor. Well, I, I guess if you'd like to follow me, I'll, I'll show you around the ship.
1: Thank you, Conard. Doctor. And then Murphy's going to return to her duties. Well, lead the way.
2: Okay, so... Um, I guess we'll start with the, the holodecks that's one of my favourite places on the ship <laughs> I was going
0: to say Dude. I'll leave it 100% to you where you take the doctor because I feel like a Johnny led tour might not be the same as a uh, a Ray led tour or a Murphy
1: Murphy tour
0: might be a slight insight into um,
2: what Johnny considers might be the highlights of the ship sort of thing okay, yeah. go. <laughs> see then okay so we'll go into the turbo lift and um, head on down to the holodeck Um, in the turbo lift Johnny is going to ask him "Um, so have you been in Starfleet long I guess you're a chief medical officer so it must have been a while
4: newly promoted chief medical officer Uh, but yes I have had several deployments already
2: oh well um, did you ever have any like outings during the Dominion War
4: Yes, I did.
2: Oh, and Johnny kind of lights up a little bit. Um, oh, did you did you see any action?
4: Well, medical staff are generally needed during a war.
2: Oh, and Johnny kind of blanches a little bit and realises that he's asked this of somebody that's not necessarily going to see the uh, the glory of all of this and pauses for thought, for sure, internally as well himself and has a moment of realisation... We'll probably pass quite quickly. Um, and just kind of goes, oh, um, oh, of course. Um, so, sorry. Um, and goes quiet.
4: <laughs> Don't worry about it, and It's fine. Oh. Were you Thanks. involved?
2: No, no. I, I, I kind of missed it just, just by a little bit. And I grew up around it, though. And, and I'm just kind of, I, I guess I'm interested. It's a really interesting part of history to me because I the Bajorans, they, I grew up around them and there's so much of their culture that was interesting, but ultimately, Starfleet, we're the ones that came along and kind of saved the day, right?
4: Yes. And the Doctor's a little bit more circumspect about this
2: mm-hmm. than
4: Johnny is.
2: Johnny doesn't read that at all and kind of <laughs> smiles thinking like, yeah, of course we are. And, uh, I guess turbo lift rides aren't that long so it's probably time to get off the turbo lift <laughs> I'm like, wow this is a long turbo lift ride <laughs> <laughs> maybe we got off and we're wandering down a corridor yeah, for part yeah. of conversation
0: <laughs> I do like um, that Johnny's got that, that slightly skewed view though is, is very interesting to me
2: mm.
0: not, so, not uh, skewed like completely backwards but like an, his thing of like it's an interesting period in history when it's, it's literally like three years ago like it ended
2: sort of thing yeah it's, it's very fresh for everybody else but because he just missed it yeah he's, yeah there's, he's there's a very yeah. odd view he's there's working... probably
1: tribunals still going on about um what's the special section called again
2: section 31 yeah mm.
0: right, johnny's working with a bunch of people who were in it like not very long ago and he's like this is
2: a <laughs> historical event sort of thing yeah <laughs> i don't know it's just an he's interesting 31. angle to me <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he's not had too many conversations with people that have set him straight And he's just, he, he is that little bit ignorant, I think He doesn't read between the lines too much yet, at least He's, he's got to mature Yeah um, So, anyway We'll approach the uh, holodeck And uh, Johnny says, so here it is, this is the holodeck um, I mean, I, um, yeah, so if you've got much experience with holodecks You can do pretty much whatever you like in here Crazy <laughs>
4: I really just smiles at the young man's enthusiasm. I have used holodeck. Uh, there was only one on my previous ship, and uh, medical officers don't always have as much free time.
2: Well, I, I guess I can understand, especially now that you're in your role. I guess your uh, leisure time's going to be down to a minimum, or at least, well, we've got to hope that we're not going to be seeing too much action. Well, not too much action.
4: <laughs> Just don't get yourself landed in sick be too often.
2: Well, I can't promise I'm not going to be coming in here after a rough session in the holodeck. I do get my arms and legs kind of pulled out of like socket now and again. It, it's quite rough practicing jujitsu.
4: Ah, I should have known.
2: What? What do you mean? Johnny's quizzical.
4: Merely that you seem exactly the kind of person to get uh minor injuries through additional training.
2: Well I do like the work out and Johnny kind of flexes a little bit in his uniform. <laughs> oh, <my God>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird image. <laughs> Like, like why is he flexing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's completely read that wrong. He's yeah. like, Oh yeah, minor injuries of course because yeah. I work out all the time. <laughs> I, I take pride in that and I will flex. Now. Yeah, but the flex
0: is the oh weird my part of me. <laughs>
2: Um, so Johnny probably <laughs> flexes, perhaps a little too hard, and winces because something's a little bit kind of pulled. Like he, his muscles just strain slightly, and he winces and pulls himself together and realizes that perhaps that was a bit stupid. And <laughs> looks over at her and tries to gauge reaction to what that was. Well, I like, did. You get away with it, sort of. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. <laughs> being being just incredibly weird to the chief medical officer.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: The commander tries to keep a straight face um, and keep you know professional cool demeanor and then just laughs quietly. okay. And others in the hollow den?
2: Um, um, and Johnny's not not crestfallen, but like looks a little bit flushed in the face and embarrassed by himself. Um well I guess there's ten forward that you'd be interested in. and um, shall we go down to the bar?
4: Maybe at the end of the tour.
2: Oh yeah, sure. That that's a good idea. Okay, um well I could take you to security, that's where I work. Lead the way. Okie doke. So At this
4: point, Irela is wondering whether there's any, you know, like rational route that this tour is taking. <laughs> but suspect that the answer is probably no
0: so far but... the tour is here's a place i like to hang out and now let's go look at my office like but <laughs> I mean, I... he is very young yeah no no
2: I, I'm, I'm on board with it it's <laughs> it, it's the foster factor that's got me a little bit in mind where he's sort of like that, that moment there i think has got him in a way of like okay yeah that was probably a, a weird thing for me to do to bring you down yeah. to the holiday first of all and explain that i train down here and get injured <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay, Johnny's going to take her through and do a guided tour. Mm -hmm. But the information that he provides about all the locations is very focused upon the security, like focus, and like here are the hard points. Here are the locations that we would defend and attack from. (laughs) It's it's not really (laughs) kind of stuff that you're going to get like use out of as the doctor. Yeah. But he's very enthusiastic as he goes on about it. That that makes
0: sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So you're hitting all like the the places you think you should hit. So like you you're hitting engineering, crew decks, things like that. But <laughs> always with like a sort of spin of like so yeah, this is main engineering. There's a door that comes down in the in the case of any kind of <laughs> danger and that, and we have a few phaser rifles stored here.
2: Yeah. Pointing out where she can find like here's a refuge if there's a red alert and you've not got a weapon, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think we could just say that that, that was the general um, kind yeah. of... Yeah, I think that's the general vibe. I don't need to... I don't really have anything in particular, unless there's yeah. anything that you want to say, Dragon, that, like, <laughs> a, any reaction to this as as he's going on, potentially.
4: I think Commander Irula is just quietly amused. <laughs> Not maliciously, just entertained by the enthusiasm.
0: Yeah, I think it's very clear straight away that this is the... Um, This is the kind of tour you're being given even if you're pretty sure this isn't what the captain wanted or even what um uh, murphy really had told him to do but what you're getting is the here's the (laughs) here's the security rundown of all these places um so you're kind of having to almost fill in your own gaps you know i mean you know what an engineering section is you know what uh you know all the places he's taking you you know their function in the ship so it's more that you're getting a sort of tour of like okay these are on these decks you know here's the way around but with the added bonus <laughs> like DVD commentary on top of like so if we we're being attacked from this direction I'd hide behind this table here maybe flip this over I'd hide behind this bulkhead right here because you get a good shot through the hole and things like that um, yeah, exactly so you're getting an okay tour you're just not all of the information that you're being given is maybe going to be
2: 100% relevant to your work as a doctor <laughs> Yeah. That that sweet smile that's being given is completely like, as I say Johnny can't read it, he can't see that there's any amount of like not sarcasm but kind of like you're just going along with it because it's like, oh poor boy, you don't know <laughs> and he um, doesn't
4: <laughs> I don't think it's as much I think it's more There's it's tinged with a little bit of, well hopefully he'll keep some of that enthusiasm and nothing too Ooh, horrendous nice. will hit.
2: <laughs> I like
0: it. Okay. So, uh you end the tour as you as you said in um with Tenford. So, you you walk into uh the bustling it, it, even though, you know, still in Space Dock, it's it's always, you know, it's it's always quite busy in here really. It's a kind of uh quite wide sort of bar basically. It's a sort of central kind of bar tendery sort of ten, you know tended area. I'm, I'm, it's a bar you know at the front of the ship. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Um but yeah, it's a it's, a, it's a nice kind of um nice atmosphere in here. You know, people are chatting in corners. Um there's a sort of there's some light music playing in the background. <laughs> there's mood lighting and stuff and there's a nice view out of the front viewports of um
2: Earth. Okay, so um we walk in and um Johnny says okay so here we are at the end of the tour we're at Ten forward at best uh, Shall we get a drink
4: how busy is 10 forward at this point um like half full.
0: I could say it's, it's a little it's not it's not rammed there's a there's you know maybe 20 30 people in here sort of spread out it's quite a large area really but uh yeah I mean it does you know it, it feels like there's a few people in here but it's not busy does that make mm. sense?
4: really glances round, taking a quick read of like, what the sort of volume of emotions are mm. that she's hit with, having walked into a room with more people in it. Um, just kind of weighing up. Safe to drink alcohol? It's early in the day, so hopefully there won't be loads of them getting completely drunk. Should be okay.
0: Yeah, I think by this point it's probably about midday.
4: Yeah. So uh, Commander Irilla walks over to the bar.
0: Um, you are you are greeted by a, uh, a Betazoid barman who is uh, currently cleaning a glass, which strikes you as a weird thing to be doing in a when there's replicators where you could just have the, the glass disintegrated and get a fresh one. But it's very anachronistic. Yeah, just, it's just it's like it's it's almost like yeah, yeah, I like cleaning glasses sort of thing. You're getting a sort of um, contented sort of vibe as he's doing it off of him. Um, as you approach though, he kind of looks up at you as well. You, you would know that Betazoids are also empathic and telepathic, so, yeah, sort of a, a meeting of the minds, kind of, <laughs> not exactly, but you know what I mean, It's sort of, there's some, uh, there's some crossover there that, yes, he says, ah,
2: good, uh, good, uh, hello, <laughs> what'll it be? And um, what are you thinking, Doctor? it's One. your first day I suppose we shouldn't go too hard it's quite <laughs> early but we could always have some uh, synthol
4: uh, Arila orders uh, a fairly simple mixed drink not too strong
2: okay, he says alright okay
0: it replicates that and uh, anyways, uh, and for you Ensign anything
2: uh, beer give me a beer okay uh, synthol you can- <laughs> get you that as well enjoy <laughs> Uh, so he turns to Irina and he raises his... Is it a pint or a bottle? I guess like a pint glass. He raises his pint of synthol beer and says uh, to new beginnings.
4: To new adventure.
2: Aha! And uh, he kind of does a kind of like a hand raise, not quite clinking or anything because these are not compatible drinks for that kind of thing. <laughs> 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 but he uh, then takes a, a good swig of it and kind of looks around and so, uh, so shall we take one last look at Earth out the window before uh, we leave?
4: And the commander glances over towards the window. How many deployments have you been on, ensign?
2: Um, well, this is my my first ship. This is the uh, the first. I mean, I'm an ensign.
4: We'll have a look at the
1: Earth.
2: He smiles again, not not noticing that there was any kind of reading of him taking place. <laughs> And uh, yeah, wanders over and says, Ah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I didn't grow up there, but it's just an, such an achievement what we've managed to do, unifying the galaxy like we have.
4: And the commander is very quietly like biting her tongue.
2: Yeah, you
0: very much, I mean, from from what he's saying, you, you, you've been in Starfleet long enough to know that his view is maybe. <laughs> he, he He doesn't have a f- complete view of the way of the world, really, is what you're getting. Yeah. Very much still got the idealistic sort of like, oh no, we're we're, we're, I mean not, not that, you know, it'd be cynical to say that he's 100% wrong, but at the same time he's definitely,
2: yeah. Yeah. He's very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as yeah. he's looking out, out the window and looks very wistful. He's not exactly smooth talking. No, no, he doesn't look smooth about it, but I think he's got that kind of idealistic youth about him. Potentially.
0: Mm-hmm. okay so i want to time jump on a little bit unless anybody has any other scenes they want to do kind of at this point no nope. okay so it's later the same day johnny you've That's gone true. back to your quarters uh, the doctor's gone on um i assume you have you returned to your quarters as well that uh, you would have found your way to them at this point Yes, yeah. the sort of embarkation of new crew members and things has, has, has continued, and the um, the stocking up of the of the ship for um, a, an ongoing you know future mission has continued. Um, engineering work is is wrapping up. Really, you're kind of almost basically at the end of the refit at this point. Johnny, you you've just kind of gotten back from the uh, from 10 forward when um, there is a a chime at your door. Uh, hello, who is it? It's uh, well, I, I I'm your new your new roommate. Uh, can can you let me in?
2: Oh sure, and he uh hops up and kind of meets him at the door. Door slides open and he's kind of face to face. Yeah, so the door slides open and
0: you really, you're <laughs> you're kind of a little bit staring into open air. Um, but not fully. It's not that much of a height difference. But in front of you is a Ferengi in freshly pressed Starfleet uniform with a, a kit bag slung mm-hmm. over his shoulder. He, uh, he immediately sticks out a hand um, towards you. Oh, hi, I'm uh, Ensign Bonge.
2: I guess I'm your new roommate. <laughs> Johnny kind of uh, steps back a tiny bit, uh, kind of slightly shocked, but at the same time not completely because it's just a frankie, and uh, reaches out a hand and shakes it. Says, oh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Johnny um, hi, Uh g- g- Good to meet you. <laughs> oh, wow, this is, this is what a
0: place, huh?
2: <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, welcome aboard. Um, come on in, and he kind of steps out of the way and kind of welcomes him into the room, and um, it points towards his, his the side of the room that is not occupied by any of his stuff, and says, "I, I guess that's your space over there." Yeah, yeah I feel mate, like make, without um, leaning fully into the sitcom trope of cutting
0: cutting a line down the middle of the room, there's quite uh, Johnny seems strikes me as being quite together enough that his stuff hasn't spread to the other side of the room while it was empty. Yeah he, yeah, he
2: knows that that's a two person room and he's prepared for this. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, um, this uh, en- Bond <laughs> goes over and he, he puts his uh, his kit bag on the bed and he sort of sits and he and goes, "Oh, this is uh, this is really something, you know. This is my uh, this is my
2: first starship deployment." Uh, you've you been on here long? A little while now. I've, I've been deployed for a little bit, but I'm still kind of coming up the ranks. I'm an ensign, just like you. But um, so yeah, first time for you. We've, have you always wanted to be in Starfleet? I, I, it's un, unusual to see a Ferengi.
0: Well, no, not
2: always. Um, I mean, growing up, I wanted to be a you
0: know market trader, but uh, they just don't take anybody these days. But I uh, always uh, give up my hands. <laughs> Started doing uh, engineering work, and um, well, after the Grand Nagus' son got into Starfleet, well, uh, <laughs> that kind of opened the door for a few of us uh, who couldn't get on on Ferenginar.
2: Here I am. Oh, it's good to have you. I work in security myself, so I guess we won't be working alongside each other too much. But I guess if you're not too bad of a roommate, let's let's just try and get along.
0: Yeah, engineering. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> well, so as long as you don't touch my my teeth sharpener, then uh, we'll be uh, we'll be. I'm sure we will be
2: fine. I uh, no, you're good. You're good. I don't think I'm going to need my uh, teeth sharpened anytime soon. Oh, you're loss. And. uh... He kind of uh, kind of wanders back over to his bed and kind of lays down and reads his pad for a little bit. Okay. And kind of lets uh, his roommate go about his way. I was gonna say, yeah, you just kind of glance over
0: every once in a while and he's he's unloading a few little trinkets and things. Um you're not hundred percent sure what they are, but they seem to be sort of personal items and he's sort of he seems to be kind of agonizing about oh no, they're not there. No. I'll put this one up. Yeah, that's it. He's kind of not decorating his space, but he's got his little knickknacks and he, he's putting them where he uh, where he thinks is best. <laughs> cool. So, senior officers, <laughs> everybody except for Johnny, um, a little later in the afternoon, uh, about eighteen hundred ship time. Uh, all of your combat badges, Pip, and each of you here. Commander Talin to senior staff. Please report to main conference room for mission briefing as soon as possible. So that goes to Dr. Irila, that goes to Lieutenant Commander Murphy and Lieutenant Commander Ray.
1: Okay. Um, stop whatever I'm doing and make myself... make my way there.
3: I put down my pad and immediately head up to the conference room. Mm-hmm.
4: Irila has just finished unpacking, settling into her quarters and quickly pauses to check exactly how to get to the conference room from here
0: you can ask the computer
4: (laughs) uh i think she'll to feel happier just bringing up on the screen checking on the map and then setting off
0: fair enough okay so would it be fair to say that maybe you get there last yes okay (laughs) So, uh, as each of you arrive at the conference room, uh, you are greeted uh, by Commander Tolin, who is uh, seated near to, but not at the head of the table. Uh, also in attendance is a, a slightly frazzled looking human man uh, who you haven't met yet, uh, Commander Irula, uh, but the others know to be Commander Carter, the ship's chief engineer, uh, who smiles sort of warmly up at each of you as you enter. Uh, safe to say, uh, Murphy and Ray, he, he's he got a bit of a reputation as sort of something of a bit of an oddball. Um, but, he's, you know, he's generally a pretty friendly guy. He's not often seen up here on the command deck so much. Uh, he likes to spend a lot of his time down in engineering. You've all just about found your seats uh, when the captain enters. Ah, oh, good. You're all here. Uh, thanks for coming up at such short notice. Uh, I wasn't quite expecting our orders to come through just yet, but, uh, well, you never can predict these things. And... We need to get the ball rolling on this. Remaining standing, uh, he crosses to the conference room's main display and presses a couple of keys on the control panel. Uh, A map of the Alpha Quadrant appears on the screen. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, Starfleet has, for mapping purposes, uh, divided the galaxy into four quadrants, Alpha, Beta, Gamma and Delta, uh, with Earth uh, sitting on the border between the Alpha and Beta quadrants. Uh, By and large, uh, the Beta Quadrant is home to the Klingons, the Romulans and a good chunk of Federation space uh, while the Alpha Quadrant contains, along with the other part of the Federation, uh, the Cardassians, the Ferengi, the Breen and the Tholians, uh, with many smaller but familiar (laughs) civilizations uh, scattered throughout both Quadrants. The uh, Gamma and Delta Quadrants are generally considered to be too distant to play a large part in Federation affairs, uh, with the notable exception of the wormhole to the Gamma Quadrant and the uh, Dominion to be found in the Bajor system in the Alpha Quadrant, and of course uh, USS Voyager's recent fraught seven-year journey through the Delta Quadrant to get home. As I said though, the map that appears on the screen is of the Alpha Quadrant. We've been given a destination, and it's an interesting one. The map begins to zoom in to a region of space to what could be described as northwest of Federation Territory if looking at a top-down map of the Quadrant. Just outside Federation space, the zoom ends, with the display focused on a tight cluster of star systems, none of which seem to be named. Just visible on one side of the map is Deep Space 3. The captain gestures towards the star cluster shown on the map. What we're looking at here is an area of space known as the Bermuda Cluster. <laughs> so named based on the old earth legend of the Bermuda Triangle, a place where ships would go missing without a trace, and all kinds of strange phenomena were reported over the years. The name was coined by some early Starfleet captains after some disastrous mishaps during their attempts to probe the interior of the cluster. We now know why that happened. Travel into and out of the cluster using warp travel has been made uh, Best to say, almost suicidal, by a series of unexplained subspace storms centered on the Cluster itself. The Daystrom Institute estimate these storms have been going on for over 600 years, effectively cutting off the Cluster's 347 star systems from the rest of the galaxy. Uh, Commander Carter sort of leans forward at this point. Uh, If you uh, don't mind me asking, Captain, what's changed? Uh, Speaking for myself, I'm, uh, well, (laughs) not really happy with the prospect of any kind of suicide mission. Well, uh, apparently for the last 20 years or so, uh, Starfleet observers have logged the intensity of these storms falling off somewhat. Starfleet Command believes the time is right to attempt another survey mission, and uh, well, that's our job. He presses another key on the display and the map shifts, uh, centering this time on Deep Space 3. We won't be alone in this. Uh, In two weeks time we'll be expected here at Deep Space 3 to rendezvous with the Nelson and the Auckland, who will be accompanying us into the cluster. I don't know about all of you, but I'm excited. Uh, how often do we get to go somewhere truly unknown these days? Uh, and to lead the expedition as well. That's a big honor.
3: Well, I suppose that explains why the refit was hurried along. Well, I'm sure you and your team will make good
0: use of our new sensor upgrades, Commander.
1: Do, do we know if there are any habited planets within the system?
0: That's for us to find out, really. The subspace storms have prevented us from sending any of our usual probes. Uh, we do know that some of the outermost systems have planetary bodies in them for sure, but inhabited? No way to tell till we get there.
3: Do we have any telemetry data for the contents of the nebula? Anything we should be wary of going into it? I mean, if other ships have been
0: lost previously, it'd be good to know what we're flying into. Probably not what you'd call telemetry, Commander. (laughs) Up until now, Starfleet has been limited to good old-fashioned optical astronomy in uh, surveying the cluster. Some basic data. We'll be the first to get a proper look.
3: So predominantly, this is going to be a survey mission. Is that right, sir?
0: Survey and exploration. Yeah. Classic Starfleet stuff. (laughs) Maybe rescue? Any of those ships have survived, strangely. Hmm. Well... I'd be lying if I said Stranger Things haven't happened, but uh, I wouldn't pin any hopes on it. It's been a century and a half since Starfleet last sent any ships in there. I'm excited. Oh, good to hear it. Well, glad someone hears (laughs) should
1: Should be an interesting mission, sir.
0: You'd better believe it. We'll be going down in history as the first explorers to travel into this region of space. One for the record books.
4: Avila looks very thoughtful. Hmm. Um, and begins to mentally run over all of the possible unknown illnesses or pathogens, um, and how to best protect and then assess anything that new that is picked from a medical perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this isn't the first time that Starfleet's put together an exploration mission to anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. you've you've you're know, you you're kind of going through, okay, this is a new place this is the place, you know, so here's here's the things to run through so, yeah, okay
3: uh, Is Lyra sat in earshot of me?
0: I mean, yeah, you're all just around a conference table, basically right.
3: Okay, so I, I, gla- I send a glance over to Lyra saying
0: Oh your first mission is lieutenant commander
3: Looking forward to it
1: Oh Gotta get my feet wet at some point
0: That's the spirit. (laughs) All right, then. Make sure your departments are fully briefed and ready for departure. We'll be underway within the next 24 hours. Aye, sir. Aye, sir. Dismissed. He gives you all a final uh, nod of encouragement and uh, leaves the conference room. So, following the captain's briefing, the next 24 hours is a blur of final preparations for departure. But it isn't long before the ship is ready to leave space dock uh, as the ship's getting ready to leave then who is on the bridge uh, I'm assuming Murphy at Tactical Ray at the Science Station uh, Arela. though uh, would you be on the bridge do you think
4: uh, I think the doctor will stay on the bridge with them just mm-hmm. now okay um, it's their first time going out on a mm. um, an expedition on this class of ship mm. like you can tell the uh Lieutenant Commander Murphy is still feeling a little unsure.
0: Hmm. So the the for a little bit of emotional support as well, then. Yeah. And let's say as well that Johnny, you're able to. It's happening when you're not on, <laughs> not not on shift. So you're able to find a room with a window. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: well, it's ten forward, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got and your favourite hangout. If possible, he's invited his uh, new bunk mate down to uh, 10 forward probably for like a welcome drink and to chat about well to, to get to know him and probably start chatting about dominion war stuff and find find out what he's into hmm. okay so yeah the two of you get a a great view from the uh the 10 forward windows
0: as the uh the crew the rest of the crew on the um the bridge get as um ensign sauce takes the ship out of space dock turns to the captain says captain we're clear of earth orbit uh ready for warp on your command Irilla, you pick up an excited feeling of anticipation from the captain as he leans forward. Alright, let's see what's out there. Engage. The USS Tenzing jumps to warp, leaving behind Earth, bound for Deep Space 3, and then on to the unknown depths of the Bermuda Cluster. Alright, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday the 30th of September with the next chapter of Frontier. And, uh, yeah, we sincerely hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which we are at Dice. Uh, we'd love for you all to join us on our Discord server, the invite links to which can be found in our Twitter bio and on the contact page of our Podbean site at pretendingwithdice.podbean.com. Uh, also, finally, uh, you can support the podcast if uh, if you so wish uh, through Ko-fi at uh, ko ficom slash pretending with dice. Uh, so yeah, for now that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.